0: dates, and events presented in this podcast are from the members' best recollection and may not be fully accurate. The podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this podcast are of the individual's own and don't necessarily represent our employers' positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are under Protected National Labor Relations Act.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Teamsters 533 podcast out of Reno, Nevada. We are here with myself and Esley and we have two guests on today. Would you gentlemen like to introduce yourself? Gary
2: Watson, president of Teamsters Local 533. Oh shit, what's up Gary? What's going on, fellas?
1: And?
3: Andrew Rivas. I'm the, I guess, new political field organizer.
1: Let's go. And this is not your first time on the 533 podcast for either of you. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. So we are here to talk about politics. What's going on, Esley? What's going on with politics in in the world today?
0: You know, a lot of people don't really think that their vote matters or why it's important to vote. And we're not going to get into specific candidates, but we want to show you why we choose who we choose. You know, mostly what they uh-huh. push for, and we go for pro uh, labor um, candidates. Correct, Gary?
1: That's that is correct. And so ultimately, we're trying to find candidates that have the same values. I mean, like I think it's fair for all of us in this room to sit there and say that not every single politician is looking out for working families, right? That is correct. You know, I don't
2: think it matters what what side of the aisle they're on. We just have to vet them and make sure that. We are looking at the right candidates that are going to, you know, help support our membership
1: um, and our union way of life. We actually have a, a really good way of doing that. We have a, a, a pack that's called Drive, um, which, you know, Andrew, what is that Can you walk me through Drive a little bit?
3: Uh, so basically Drive is like the Teamsters answer to super packs. Sure. So it stands for- It's our super PAC. Yeah. (laughs) Our super duper PAC. Uh, So it stands for Democratic, Republican, Independent, Voter Education. And it's focused on identifying candidates who support workers, support labor. And then we, you know, after speaking with them, Mm-hmm. Gary's drinking water. Yeah. G- Gary. A hydro Gary? flask right now. for everybody. Forgotten,
1: forgotten the number one rule. Don't put ice in your water during a uh... <laughs>
3: giggling to himself. <laughs> Needed a sip. That was right. good. I like that. When near uh, the president, you could do what you want. That's right. Yeah. I was just trying to see if I could get him to spit water into the microphone. Ooh. <laughs> no luck this no, time. No luck this time. So, uh, drive. Yeah. Uh, tell uh, me more so about drive. it's basically a process. We go through vet candidates, uh, like you guys do here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the AFL-CIO also does as yeah. well. And everybody kind of comes up with the same results. Um, right. And those are the candidates that we give money to.
1: Right. So the drive essentially is something that all of our members can put money into. From there, we go through, we vet candidates. And if those candidates really are Labor friendly, we can potentially help out their their candidacy by by giving them a, a donation. Um, and anyone who is listening, who is interested in putting into drive, you know, we we highly recommend doing it. It does help us out. I mean, uh, we bring up UPS a lot on this podcast, but what is how much did UPS put?
3: Looking at numbers in uh, like the last year and a half, UPS has dumped, uh, I believe, is somewhere between. Depending on which uh, filings you go by, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere between like $14.5 and $16 million Jesus. into the midterm elections.
1: So they're throwing money mm-hmm. at candidates right now, and they want candidates who are, are pro-company, right? Which is not always going to be pro-working families. That's why it's really important that all of the working folks are putting into the drive so that we also can, can put some money behind these candidates that are ultimately going to represent us. Yeah. Correct. Ba-bam. <laughs> yes,
2: and just a real quick touch on that as well is, you know, we we, we vet these candidates. Mm. You know, we, we go through hours upon hours of uh, meetings with them, um, you know, whether that's through the Northern Nevada Central Labor Council, uh, which we're a part of, or um, also we invite them to the local union here and we, and we vet them as well. And so it's just lots and lots of work behind that. And just because we endorse or recommend a candidate, that doesn't mean that that candidate's actually getting, you know, uh, funding through our drive contributions. So it's not necessarily meaning that they're always going to get a drive contribution. Some of them do, but not all of them. Correct.
0: One thing I'm learning during all this stuff is that we have our own personal beliefs that help us out at home. And there's the ones for work. And I always tell people, take care of the table you're eating from, as in, make sure you're also voting for for uh, pro-labor people, because if you're too focused at home, the table that you're eating from is going to come unbalanced. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, UPS and other major companies, they're finding ways to get presidents and and officials in there that are going to help them get rid of the union. Correct. If UPS can, they'll pay everybody $15 an hour. And we already know that.
1: Well, and look at what happened with Keolis, right? I mean, you know, we, we've we talked about it on this podcast before, but the fight that we had over there and the, the 60 days on the strike line that we had over there, the politicians didn't do us any favors. And so that's why we've really taken a, a much stronger approach this time around of vetting candidates, making sure that they're really actually pro labor and only the, the candidates that are truly like not just friends of labor, but like champions of labor are actually going to see, um, you know, us going out, helping them walking for them and that are going to get money from our members to help support their candidacy. But, you know, I mean, Gary, you can probably touch more on that.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the Keolis stuff is pretty, you know, well known. Um, there was lots of media reports on it out there. And, um, um, you know, it's very accurate. A lot of that stuff um, that's, sure. that's been out there on Keyless. Um We still have our struggles uh, with that employer over there. We're currently going through some issues. And, you know, I don't want to get into too many details of stuff that's happening with Keolis Transit. But, uh, um, you know, we still have a national campaign against them uh with uh, jointly with the ATU, amalgamated transit union out of DC. um but we'll see how that that pans out.
1: so and ultimately know. having having candidates and politicians in place who are actually our friends um and give us the time of day, listen to us that that's where it becomes really important because if you have politicians who actively work against unions when we want to go in there and actually try and have a conversation, the door's not even open to us. And what we found with a lot of these current politicians here in Reno is you know, yeah, there wasn't a lot of friends in labor there. So but yeah, we were not being heard,
2: um, you know, as much out as that we did um, along with the, the central labor council uh, and their assistance with that, um, you know, hours upon hours days upon days months upon months of outreach to the elected officials and it fell on deaf ears. Yeah. Uh, trying to get that uh, resolved and it and it just goes to show that you know there's uh there was a you know um there was a disconnect uh between uh the transit system and uh the electeds over there and there needs to be um you know, a better connection. And, and I I think, um, based upon, you know, like Ross touched on the 60 days and the three strikes, um, I, I I think that's, uh, opened up some eyes over there that, that, uh, you know, the, the teamsters are are here and I think they understand that.
1: One of the things that I really go back to is when we say the teamsters are here, that's every single one of our members, right? The backing of, every single one of our members. That's what makes us powerful. And yeah, you know, here at the hall, we all do a lot of work to, to vet who the candidates are and to make sure that we're we're checking up on them and, and building relationships with them. But if our members aren't getting out and, and voting and doing their part, then a lot of this work that we've done kind of becomes all for naught. So I'd like to kind of kick it back towards you, Andrew and Esley, you two are working a lot right now on going out, talking to members. Um, we're what a little over a month away from, from the, uh, the vote for the midterms. And what are you guys working on?
3: So right now uh, kind of setting up um, times to actually go out, speak with members, yeah. uh, especially one about the importance of voting uh, to Looking at, you know, what the union is hoping to accomplish Mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. The people that we feel are going to help us best uh, coming through this election. And, you know, part of it, just going out, uh, we're going to be hitting up UPS and be hitting up waste management. um, Next week. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, we would be out a lot of our weird, weird crafts outlets.
2: speaking to our members about mm-hmm. the importance of voting. Well,
3: you know, not just, you know, the importance of voting, the importance of uh, drive, what that allows uh, Teamsters mm-hmm. to do. Sure. Because this isn't just, um, you know, us picking and choosing candidates for the sake of picking and choosing candidates. There's a yeah. reason why everybody's endorsed, there's a reason why the drive uh campaign is very important um it about the one of the only ways teamsters really makes i guess an impact financially on at the, least uh, yeah on the election cycle and you know trying to get people to understand when you have new voters yeah coming in not not necessarily new to voting but new members in the union coming in who aren't close to retirement. Yeah. Their choices in what contracts they vote for, what contracts they don't vote for, their uh, participation in contract uh, proposals and negotiations directly affects when you retire. Um, There's a big thing at UPS. There's a whole bunch of uh, older people about to retire who up and down were up in arms four or five years ago yeah last negotiation because nobody understood the importance of the change u p s was pushing for right and how they fund we uh, we want
1: pension. to make sure we really get ahead of that right I mean, I mean that's that's what we're doing, and one of the other things that you're you're doing is to to your point with new members and making sure that not only are they understanding their rights right. and everything like that but making sure they get signed up to registered to vote right
3: yes absolutely um and the state of nevada you can do it online um it's super easy um and you know i'm I'm not into politics i don't do politics is a big thing you hear and like if you're part of a union like i i I, like i don't give two shits that's a bullshit answer Mm -hmm. politics
2: plays a part in everybody's life
3: yeah, no, because when, yeah, if you're not going to play politics, like, you better understand, like, everybody else at the table is still playing. Yeah. That's like saying, like, I'm just going to leave my money on the table, but don't deal me in.
1: Yeah, just, you just, just keep taking my. You guys just do with
3: my money what you, what you You think keep is taking my
1: Annie, and yeah. I'll just keep ignoring the fact that you're taking my Annie.
3: And, you know, and trying to, you know, stress that to people, you like, you know. They they call it the voters' paradox, where people feel that the cost of voting, which is literally waking up twenty minutes early, if that
1: in the state of Nevada, it's so easy.
3: You know, if you're not going to, ma- you know, you don't have an absentee ballot, you're not doing a mail-in ballot, the cost of voting in your mind outweighs the benefit <laughs> of your vote, and you know, going hand in hand with that, that you know, the cost of voting gives you no return for the time that you spent voting. So
1: that brings up a really interesting point. And essay I kind of want to kick it over to you. One of the things that you you were talking to me earlier today about was, was that return on investment, right? You have some statistics that I wanted to run over that actually speak to what that return on investment Is And why it's so important to vote. Um, So what we want to do right now is play a little game. And we have average annual income, average rent, average cost of a new vehicle, average cost of a new house and tuition to Harvard yearly. We want to run through these numbers, what they were in the 1980s compared to what they are now. That's a 40-year difference. And and real quick, this is a a national average for
2: the United States, right? Correct. This is a
1: national average.
0: The only one that technically doesn't fall under national would be Harvard. But since Harvard is an Ivy school that everybody wishes to go to, I'm sure if they hear how much it was in 1980,
2: they would. I'm still trying to get in.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) They don't don't like Teamsters there. I don't know why. It's weird. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true or not. I've, but but I'm, as we go through this for everyone who's listening, we're gonna run through what the cost was in 1980 and then play in your head just, you know as you're as you're listening, what do you think it costs today? And you know, if you're not driving, write that down because you're gonna be shocked at what these numbers actually are. And I if this doesn't put into everyone's mind why it is that we vote, and why it is that we vote for pro-labor candidates, then I don't think anything will.
0: Right. And we're going to take a pause as we're reading these. Yeah. We'll come back to what they are currently. So, for example, average annual income in 1982, 40 years back, was roughly around $23,430. And that's across the United States, from CEOs to the average person.
1: So the average was 23000 change. That that'll buy you oh, something now. I don't know what. Maybe a, maybe a happy meal.
0: Well, when you look at, for instance, the average rent back in 1982 was only
1: 293
3: dollars. Okay. That's my cable bill right now.
1: So you could ha- you could rent for 293 a month. I mean, at 23,000 dollars, that's not that's not terrible.
3: I'm terrible
0: at all. Once again, these numbers a little range more than ten percent, right? Yeah. 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 This these numbers range from New York City to San Francisco and everything in between. Right. These
1: are just the averages across the across the nation.
0: The average cost of a brand new vehicle in nineteen eighty two was fourteen thousand dollars.
1: Wow. Now obviously, like you said, you know, that includes everything from the top to the bottom. So luxury vehicles all the way down to your mom's Kia Santa Fe.
0: Yeah. Honestly, and the average cost of a new house back in nineteen eighty two was sixty nine thousand three hundred dollars for a brand new house. What a deal.
2: What a deal. Yeah, Mer- Mer- White picket fence too, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Literally dream. when my house was built and I got like a like a five hundred percent markup when I bought it. <laughs> so and your
1: average income was 23,000 and it cost 69,000 to get a house. That's pretty doable. You probably can't even get a new kitchen for that price.
2: No. Shit.
0: Shit. <laughs> and especially Harvard and Ivy school that everybody dreams about going. Tuition in 1982 was $9,500 yearly.
1: Okay. So, even if you're making 23,000 you know you, it, there's still a chance that you can you know with a little bit of of loan debt you could put your kid through school even at at Harvard right
0: i mean with rent that low and a brand new car that low yeah it's doable
1: it's doable at least
0: now in 2022 some of these differences are just absurd yeah Uh, average income in 2022 is
1: $44,225. Well, okay. So, so, you know, if I'm, if I'm a naysayer, I'd say that, well, that's, that's up, right? People are making more now than they did then.
0: Yes. Almost almost double, right?
1: Almost double. (laughs) Almost double.
0: But then again, average rent in 2022 is $1,295. Oh my God. That's quadruple for double more, the money. More, more so quadrupled. you
1: so you've so yeah. you've more than quadrupled uh, and your income's only doubled, not even doubled.
2: And this is this is national average, right? Correct. I mean in our region you're not you're not renting a place for
1: twelve ninety
2: five. I wanna no.
3: I wanna know who's pulling this this average down. Yeah. It's gotta be
2: the midwest the Midwest. It's, it's, the, midwest. it's yeah. the yeah it's the Midwest.
1: But but okay, even so the rent has has quadrupled and your income has less than doubled in the same amount of time. That doesn't make sense. So, let, okay, okay.
0: And the average cost of a new vehicle in 2022 is $48,182. $48,000. is, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, meanwhile, let's go back to our income only doubled. Yeah. Meanwhile, vehicles are tripled.
2: Oh my God. Rent, rent's, is, rent's rent is more than quadrupled. Yeah.
0: Yep. Now, average cost of a new house is $348,000. And like we said, that's everything from California to New York and everything in between. So that is nearly tripled as well. Or no, my bad. That's, Qua- got, that's gone quadruple. up. No, that's
1: gone up five times. Five times. Yeah. My five times the yeah. amount.
0: Everybody was staring at me. And I'm I, not I was admit. waiting
1: for you to do math, but uh, I I saw the smoke coming out your ears, so I thought <laughs> I helped you out. Five times, and your wage has only gone up double. double. So okay, so so obviously that's why rent has gone up so much, right? Because who can afford to buy a new house?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but even then, three hundred forty-eight thousand. Again, the Midwest is driving that price down because it you're not getting into a new house here for less than four.
0: Correct. And tuition to Harvard in 2022 is an average of
3: $52,659 yearly.
1: That's gone up five and a half percent.
3: I was going to say six because the trend has been like three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's close for sure on that. And it's massive.
0: And the, Biggest thing that a lot of people aren't seeing is Ooh. that your pay has only doubled, but everything else has triple quadruple quintupled. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, no, it's I'm, okay. I'm a UPS driver for a yeah. reason. And it, it's gotta now. be the Dodgers yeah. gear. You got on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something. Oh, to is, say, is, like, is that what that means?
2: Yeah, That's what it, is. Go, go. it was Los Dodgers. And I was like, Los I don't, Dodgers. don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, anyone who's listening should really pay attention to those numbers. You, and and unions actively drive the amount of money that people are making up because people are collectively moving in the same direction, fighting for better wages, better pension, the whole nine yards, right? But, for and so for people who say, well, I don't see a point in having a union, all you gotta do is look at that. For people who say, I don't think I need to vote for pro labor candidates. I'd rather vote for Joe Schmo over here just because you know he said something nice that I sort of agree with. This horseshit. Vote your paycheck. If you're not voting for candidates who are pro labor, this shit's going to continue to happen. Everyone's income went has only gone up by two times, and everything else has skyrocketed, skyrocketed. And and oh by the way. That average annual income includes CEOs who are making forty nine fifty million dollars a year.
3: Uh, like a sixteen to one, I mm-hmm. think, ratio now. Yeah, from CEO pay to
1: it just continues to go up and up and up. When you were talking about everyone else is still at the table playing the game, and you just left your ch- chips on the table. All those CEOs and all those high level managers, they're still at the table playing the game. And they're putting the chips in their favor to continue this trend over the next 20, 30, 40 years until we finally figure out that there's more of us than there are of them. And we can fucking control that shit.
2: And and we need to, there's more workers in this country than there is CEOs. And there is politicians.
3: I would, I would say the analogy is more like playing poker with like a four year old, Yeah. except you're like, just Annie me in. I don't want to play. Like if you've ever played any game with a four-year-old and then all of a sudden when they flip the cards, the rules change. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They're like, Oh no, 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 rules. no, no, no. Like a, a two and a seven wins. Yeah. Like a two and a seven beats two Kings.
1: And if we don't all stand together and go, no, 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 a two and a seven does not win. They're like We, oh, we, no, no, no. we all need change. to stand
2: together regardless of union or non-union affiliation. There's more workers in this country then there is politicians and there is um, these corporate CEOs if we all stood together as one we wouldn't have to worry about Democrat or Republican we would be the working party
1: what do, what are they uh, what does Sean keep calling all these CEOs are they uh, white-collar criminals the
0: white white yep, yep. collar crime syndicates yeah known as Amazon and UPS That's <laughs> straight yep one thing I, I do want to touch on is that a lot of people listening to this whether you're a Teamster, or, or a union member. Yeah, a lot of these uh, politicians push for PLAs, yeah. which help family members, friends, neighbors, and what is a PLA? Uh, project. It's a, it's a
2: project uh, labor agreement, and it helps um, you know our construction workforce. It gets our construction workers on you know highway jobs and you know on the on, in the construction field put put into into good paying union work.
1: And usually, it's politicians who are the ones who are are putting those PLAs in place, right? Correct.
3: Well, also, it's also the politicians who are standing in the way of PLAs of those not. PLAs in yeah, place. there you go. Yeah, I
2: mean, we're we're not getting into specifics on on you know politics um, per se, but um, you know, me as the the president of this local, I can tell you, uh, we have not had a um, uh, a PLA here. Um, in our region, in the Northern Nevada region, since the Aces baseball stadium was built and we are in the process, um, through our current governor, um, Steve Sisolak, that we're, we're in the process of getting, um, a PLA up here, um, on, uh, the Pyramid Highway expansion. And, mm-hmm. um, also we're in the process of, um, you know, getting a PLA on the, uh, Lemon Valley expansion. And the Lemon Valley expansion could be upwards of a 10-year project. Right. Um, you know, and that's that's going to be huge for our members that are in the, the construction industry. And let's, I mean, honestly, uh, you can go back to the history of Local 533. Um, construction used to be our largest group in this local. Um, you know, now it's UPS, but, you know, well prior to UPS, we used to have um, – Thousands upon thousands of uh, of construction members in this local. We were we were mainly a construction local at one point. Now we're very minimal to that, and um, I would like to see that built back up um, to help benefit more and more members in the construction industry and, and more and more teamsters.
1: Yeah, a lot. You know, and and really raise the amount that people are making in the Northern Nevada region. Absolutely. Like you said, I mean, no matter what your politics are. It's undeniable that that Sisolak is working for labor by bringing in those PLAs. Uh, you know, uh, State Treasurer Zach Conine is helping with that as well. Yeah, Lombardo
2: already put it on record that he would crush any PLA deal. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help our our union members, right?
1: Right. It it and and all that money for all those jobs is coming in because of an infrastructure bill that was ultimately championed by Cortez Masto. Was it not correct? So, you know, for anyone who is listening, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but the facts are the facts. These individuals um, at the top of, of uh, this midterm, they, uh, the ones that we have recommended, there's a reason why we have them recommended. And it's because they are actively listening to us on what we need to bring better jobs into this area for our people so that's some pretty powerful stuff
0: and uh uh, in case the atf's listening i allegedly am a gun owner oh allegedly uh but i do vote paycheck because i can't buy my firearms if i don't have a good paycheck and right that's the thing you got to look at is as a union member the lifestyle you're living was that possible because of the union or was that possible because UPS was willing to pay you what they pay you?
1: I think all of us here are, are good. uh, You know, uh, I'm not a good shot, but I I, I do enjoy, enjoy my guns, but I'm the same way. I vote my paycheck.
2: Me as well. I do. Um, you know, it's the old saying of lobby your hobby, vote your paycheck.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, with that being said, fellas, I appreciate every one of you guys being here. Uh, we are going to be out there next week um like i said these are just our recommendations we're reaching out to you guys to remind you guys november 8th get in um one thing ross and i were lucky to talk to some guy named carl from washington who was a city councilman he told us that people in georgia will wait in line in the heat
1: just for hours for hours for
0: hours
2: I've seen it in their last election. I was watching that on the news. They were they waited a long time out there to vote for their I think it was the senators there that yeah. actually both of them got elected. And we don't
1: have to do that. We we are very lucky here in the state of Nevada. We have options. We have so many polling sites. You have early voting. You have mail in.
3: There's literally no reason that you can't set aside
1: some time to vote time
3: to vote because mm-hmm. it literally can take you less than two minutes. Yeah. And on your way out the door to go to work, you stop at your mailbox if that's what you want to do. Or you hit what up the post you? office yeah. on the way by. You hit your precinct on the way by.
1: Last what during the primaries, I just went down to the school down my street, walked right in, voted, walked right out. It took me less than two minutes to go in and vote. Yeah. I've I've done the the mail, I've done
2: the early voting, I've done voting on um, election day, and it's all been very
1: simple. Yeah.
2: Uh, all three ways. Um, obviously, the voting by mail is super easy. You just do it from your from your house, right?
1: And and uh, we we can't encourage people enough, please vote. And if you take anything from this, please vote your paycheck. And educate yourself
2: on the candidates. And this is why we're out here. We're going to have um, Andrew and Esley out there. Um, talking to the membership, it's, you know, we went through this process to vet these candidates and, and we want to make sure that we have a, you know, a strong and vibrant local and, um, also be willing to fight and kick ass, uh, for our members. And this is why we want to vote. We want, you know, we've done this vetting of, of these members and, and, you know, we encourage you to, to do your research and, and vote for these candidates so uh, we can continue to grow and kick ass for the membership.
1: All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of the Teamsters 533 podcast. We appreciate all of your time, and we will see you next time. Thanks for
2: having us. All right. Bye.